the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. Although God sends His Word to us to let us know about the things He's willing to do for us, they aren't things that automatically happen for us. Most of the times, we have to play a part in whether or not we'll have or not have what God said in His Word we can have. The key to our having and living out what we heard in God's Word is our response to His Word. If we respond properly to God's word like he wants us to do, we'll experience the awesome things that God has made available to me and you. But if we don't respond properly to God's word, then we'll be one of those saints who heard what the word said that we can have, but never experience the things or live the life that God says that we can have. And that'll be because we didn't respond properly to the word that we heard. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to respond properly to God's word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Acts chapter 3. Start reading verse 1. This is where we left off last time. Because remember I said when this Word comes, it comes to present you an opportunity to have a life you never had before. If I could just stop right there for a half a second, and I can get, if I can just pull my brain out my head, which has already been infected by the Word of God, and I can drop it in the midst of your head. And I just leave it in there for three minutes, two, yeah, about two minutes, and then take it right back out. You'll be ruined, ruined, all messed up, realizing the fact that this word is true and God will do everything he said he will do. And he will present you an opportunity to live a life that you could not live before. No opportunity to live before. He'll present it to you. Acts chapter three, verse one. It says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mama's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, Have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, shouted and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I know that's right. And they knew that it was he which stood for, which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. 
And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Old church used to say, let us add a blessing to the reading of the word. (laughs) For the mind, body, and spirit and edification thereof that you've heard. Awesome, awesome. Now this is after the Holy Ghost fell upon the 150 that were in the upper room. I still find it deep because Jesus showed himself to over 500 people in one time. Hundreds of people showed him that he was alive, showed him the holes that was in his hands, showed him the holes that was in his feet, showed him the holes that was in his side, talked to them to the point that they knew he was the risen savior so that they could testify that he's alive. But when he said, Terry, you in Jerusalem until after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Only 150 were in the, in the room. That's, I guess that ain't surprising nowadays, though, you know, because a lot of people who say they believe they ain't where they're supposed to be. Praise God. I'm glad y'all are. Blessed Amen. be the name of the Lord. Amen. Anyway, this is after all that. Spirit of the Lord dropped, gave people supernatural abilities and power and stuff like that to the point where as they were preaching the gospel, 3,000 getting saved in one day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible say they were adding to the church daily such as should be added. Awesome stuff was going on. Well, after that, Peter and John were on their way to the temple to be able to pray be able to plug back into the power source because that's what prayer really is supposed to be is a plugging into the power source. It's not an exercise in begging. It is a plugging into the power source. Prayer has been perverted over the years to the point of it's a place of begging. Well, give me this, give me that, bless this one, bless that one, bless me, see you later, Lord. No, it's supposed to be communication between God and the Father whereas you give him what you got and then he give you what he got. And you got to understand when he give you what he got, that's where power drops. Because see, all of us go into prayer and we just want to talk to him, but we don't want him to talk back to us. But it's when he talks back to you that he sends the power from heaven into the midst of your life, into the midst of your ears and into the midst of your life. And you'll stand up, fired up, edified, charged up, knowing that I can do this. I can handle this. Why? Because my father done spoke to me. Glory to God. And it is the power of God unto salvation. Instead of just walking out of there, just like, well, I hope God heard me. I hope I could get this, ceiling, this prayer above the ceiling. Baby, you don't need to get it above the ceiling. All you need to get it out of your mouth. But when it comes out of your mouth, just have it come in faith. Because God answers prayers of faith. God don't answer prayers. God answers prayers of faith. If you believe what he said and believe that what you, you asked him is going to be able to manifest based upon the word of God, God's going to come through for you because you're operating in true faith. Another teaching, but I ain't getting into that right now. But anyway, Peter and John was on their way to the gate called beautiful. There was a man we learned last week and we're going to touch again this week that was sitting by the gate. Not just a a normal man, but a man that was lame, which means that he had no source of mobility. He had no way to be able to get himself around and move himself around. He was lame. Praise God. And if he was lame from his mama's womb, my God, I know his legs wasn't working at all. Because remember, if you do not use any uh, limb that you have for a a particular period of time, then it begins to start losing its blood flow. And as a result of that, it will also begin to start atrophying. The muscle will begin to start getting smaller and smaller and and contracting to the point that eventually it's just noodly. It ain't, I mean, it ain't even, it's just noodly. You know, got a better way to put it, praise God. It's like, you know, like one of them, you know, you know, you know, noodles, spaghetti noodles you pick up after you done cooked them and you shake them and they just move, you know, they just, you know, whatever force hits it, makes it go that way. Right. You know, that's, that's noodly. Right. Praise God. And unfortunately, a lot of the believers in the body of Christ right now are noodly because no matter what force hit them, they just go the way that the, the, the circumstances and situation go. They just as noodly. They are not El Dante. They're just as noodly. Come on up. <laughs> anyway, homie was lame from his mama's womb. Ain't never walked a day in his life. Now you got to work with me on this one. Never walked a day in his life. Ain't never walked a day in his life. That then means that he has 
in essence, no hope of ever walking. Because why? I've never walked before. I've never ever walked before. And it's bad enough that he's never walked before, but he got to sit there every day and watch people go before him that are doing that which he cannot do. Can you imagine the hurt that comes from sitting there watching everybody else be able to do and you can't do? Every other, everybody else having and you can't have? Seeing other people enjoying themselves and their relationships and you can't enjoy yours? Come on, walk with me for a second. Lame. As you sitting there, can't move, can't do nothing, got no ability to be able to transport yourself or move yourself in forward in any kind of a way. Because once you lose your ability to walk, you lose your ability to transport yourself. Are you listening to me? And they didn't have hover crafts and hover, you know, you know, little wheelchairs and stuff like that back then. You know, when your legs was hit, you was hit. You better go find you a couple of friends that's strong enough to pick your tail up and carry you around. That's what my man did, which means that you now have to rely on other people for your own existence and subsistence. Work with me now. God never designed you to be able to rely on other people for your subsistence and your existence. I'm not telling you stuff can't happen. I'm telling you God never intended for you to ever be able to depend on others for your subsistence and existence. Got anybody? Yeah, I got some people right here. I ain't even got to go no further. You got a daughter and a son. Could you, could you imagine getting ready to pull up here to, to, to the Mighty Wolf on your way to church, all excited and stuff like that, and you get ready to turn up there at I-10 and West Avenue, and then you look over to the sign, you look over and you see a guy standing there with a sign, and you be like, he look real familiar, coming out, bringing his head out of another car. And then you turn around and look, and it's your son, Marcus. And he's standing there holding a sign, talking about, I will work for food and stuff like that. And he walk around begging people at the, at, the, at the light. How would you feel if you saw your son like that? You'd be devastated, huh? Your, your daughter, beautiful young lady and stuff like that, filled with the Holy Ghost. Could you imagine if later on down the line, and you know, after you done poured into her and did all these things for her to be able to have a wonderful life and stuff like that, that you look back later on down the line and you see her, you know, walk around begging people for stuff and asking people, could, could you please, could you please, please have no mobility, can't get around, can't do nothing and stuff like that. But she just got to stand up and hold her hand up to people that walk by who ignore her and disrespect her, talk about her, hit her in the back of the head and all that kind of stuff. How would you feel as that was going on? Yeah. You've got children, I've seen yours. Could you imagine if you pulled up to the school today in? And, and then you see them running around the playground and stuff like that, going from person to person and stuff like that. And then people mapping them, you know, which, you know in case y'all don't know mapping, let's put your hand in their face and push them away. It's called mapping in the streets. Well, they mapping your child and pushing their face off and stuff like that. And, you know, pushing them back, like, get a slap them in the back of the head, you know. And then, you, over, you know, you call your, your child over to the car and say, well, what was you over there doing? Why, why were they mapping you and slapping you all upside your head like that? He said, because I was asking them, could they please give me some money for lunch? Because I... I just don't have no lunch money. I don't have nothing to do. I just don't. I just don't. How would you feel? You'd be hurt, wouldn't you? I got three people. I'm running consistency already, and I could do it to any parent up in here. I bet you when that lame man's parents, if that lame man's parents could see him, be thinking, that's not what I designed for my child. When your child was born, I bet you you had awesome things planned for him. You could see them being awesome, some awesome things and doing some awesome things, couldn't you? You too, right? You too, right? Every one of y'all. How would you feel then if you saw the opposite of that occur? When instead of them having this awesome life, then they just had this jacked up, messed up life, all cracked out, messed up, toe up. Wouldn't even feel good. It's hard to even describe, isn't it? Can you imagine how God the Father feels when he looks across this world? And you see all his children that he birthed. Walking around needing somebody else to help them with their assistance. He had planned awesome things for them. People to be awesome evangelists that walk around doing awesome things for God. They'll be able to cause people to be able to have a hope. Realizing that they can make it through. 
But then he looks down and see them all cracked out and messed up and jacked up. Wouldn't that be messed up? People who have personalities that place inside of them by God that will fire anybody up at any point in time and cause joy to be able to fill them. Be sitting over on the corner someplace and utilizing their, their skills, talents, and abilities in, in a way that God doesn't want them to do it. Jumping from bed to bed and all this kind of nonsense. Could you imagine something like that? I can tell you as a father, that won't walk. There's no way you can accept that and be pleased with that. And here this person is, lame. And I forget, how about this? What about the person? Let's go to the personality of the lame man himself. I wonder how he felt. Sitting out there in the hot sun all the time and stuff like that. Got to beg people for something. Might be 150 people walk by and ain't nobody giving him nothing. And he just out there like, man, I can't get food today. I started just trying it. And then people talking about him, little young ones, you know, yo, young, you know, disrespectful people walking around mocking him and stuff like that. Yo, lame. Yo, yo, lamey. You know, you make up names and stuff like that. And mocking him and stuff like that and pretending like they're going to give him something. Oh, say, man, I got something for you. Act like you're the guy. Put your hand out. You know, oh, I got something for you. Psych. <laughs> laugh, walk away, laugh. <laughs> we told that old fool. And he got to deal with that day after day after day. He got to wait for his boys to come pick him up and bring him there and stuff like that. And they might be mishandling him because they ain't full of, full of love that day. They might be mishandling him. He's like, man, y'all a little rough today. And he's like, man, shut up. I'm carrying you, ain't you? Being dishonored and disrespected year after year, day after day, year after year. You can't tell me this wasn't scarring him. Legs don't work no more. No hope. I mean, it's not like he didn't have therapy and things work out a little better. He ain't got he ain't got the stuff. And a lot of us were stuck where we were and we didn't have the stuff to get out of our situations. I don't need any amens after this. A lot of us were stuck where we were and couldn't get nowhere. Stuck in messed up relationships, stepped up and stuck in tore up finances. Can't get ahead. Talking about trying to make ends meets. We can't even find the ends. Stuck in situations where we was born on the wrong side of the track. Where folk would tell us that we ain't never going to be no good. Ain't never going to be able to amount to nothing. And we got to hear this all the time. I know what I'm talking about because I was one of them folk that was told stuff like that on a regular basis. I go to school. They tell me it was a waste of intelligence. Said you the smartest little boy I ever met in my life. But you a waste of intelligence because you ignorant. Tell me you ain't never going to grow up to be nothing. You ain't never going nowhere. You ain't never doing nothing. Then you hear that day after day after day after day. And you try to tell people that, well, you know, it don't bother me. You lying in your breath stink. You know it does bother you. It hits you every time. And it leaves a scar right there where it hit before. Satan knows exactly what he's doing. I remember I was being told by people on a regular basis that I was going to, church folk, that I was going to be, I was going to bust hell wide open. I was on my way, praise God. But I was being told that I was going to bust hell wide open. Tell me I ain't even worth testifying to. They tell people, don't even talk to him. Just, just, just come on. Just come on. Don't even talk to him. To the point that I became so angry at the church and so angry at the people of God and so angry at the ministers of God and so angry about everything else like that. Then when somebody would try to come talk to me about the gospel, I'd be ready to cut their throats. They come to me and say, you need to get saved. I say, you got about five seconds to get away from me or you're going to find out whether or not your Lord is a healer or not. And start counting. Five, four, hit the straight razor. Keep counting. I was not playing either. Three, about three, they was usually gone. They're like, this fool crazy. (laughs) And I tell you, yeah, you better get up out of here with your little raggedy hoopty. I know what I'm talking about. I've been stuck in stuff where you can't move forward. Don't know what to do. Tried everything you know to try and it ain't, ain't nothing working. You didn't did what they told you to do. Do it. Do what this one told you to do and it didn't work. Do what that TV show tell you to do. It didn't work. Read out of a magazine this. The while you just to get to grasping at anything. Any who shot John tell you something. You try anything they tell you. 
and it just don't work. And my man sitting up there, hopeless. I ain't even got hope no more. He just like, forget it. I just, it's change will never occur. This just the way it's going to be. It's just my lot in life. But then here come Peter and John. My God, this tears me up. Here come Peter and John. See, that don't mean nothing to you, but see, I'm all, I understand the symbolism of the Bible. Peter represents faith and faith brings boldness. And God's trying to send you boldness. Boldness to come out of your situation and step into this new life that he has in store for you. And anytime God sends you something, it's because you don't have it. Anytime he's trying to send you something, it's because you don't have it. And when God extends to you word, he's trying to send you boldness to get past your situation, get past your thing. And he's going to give you faith, faith that allows it to be able to be uh, manifested in the midst of your life. Faith, which which is going to allow it to be able to cause changes in the midst of your life. But you got to understand, he didn't send just Peter. He sent John with him and see John represents love because John would be the one that would lay his head up on the breast of Jesus. That wasn't no homosexual activity. Are you listening to me? Because anybody that you love, you'll draw close to. And he loved him. Are you listening to me? And the Bible talks about how faith and love will come together. These three remain faith, hope and love. And when they came with faith and they, when faith and, uh, and love came, they put a hope on the inside of that man that something could happen. They looked at a man that ain't never walked a day in his life that's been lame from his mama's womb. Faith came carried by love. Faith came accompanied by love because every time God shares with you a word of boldness and a word of faith, he's sharing it with you in love. Are you listening to me? And with love. And he came with that and he told him, you know, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, uh, give I thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise and walk. But notice before he said rise and walk, he said, look on us. Why did he tell him to look on us? Same reason why we read in Hebrews chapter four about that word of God, which is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder, the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Remember, it goes on right after that and says, neither is there any creature that is not laid bare before his sight. And he says, now looking unto Jesus, who is the author and, 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 and finish of our faith, because see, you can't focus on two things at once. So I told him to look on us. Why? I need you to look at the word of God, because the word of God brings you both faith as well as love. And when you look at the word of God, you'll no longer be looking at your circumstance. When you're looking at the word of God, you'll no longer be looking at your, 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 your situation. When you're looking at the word of God and what's being presented under you today, you will no longer think about your yesterday. You'll no longer think about what folks said to you, what folk did to you. But you'll have an opportunity to focus on that which has the ability to bring you through. Are you listening to me? He said, look on us because you can't look on two things at the exact same time unless you cockeyed Johnny. Praise God. He can look on two, three things one time. But if you ain't cockeyed Johnny, then you in your highest, you know, amen. Then you're gonna be looking on one thing at a time. Are you listening to me? And that's the problem, is too many people are still focusing on their situations, still focusing on their problems, still focusing on what happened before, and because of that, they can't receive the more that God has in store for them. But Peter and John, faith and love, said, You look on us. Don't you look at what went on before. Don't you look at what happened before. Don't look at what they said to you before. Don't pay attention to none of that. Don't pay attention to all that other stuff that went on and all that other kind of stuff and what you ain't and what you ain't got. You don't have the skills. You don't have the ability. Don't focus on that. Look on us. And when he looked on them, he got expectation. Because when you look at the word of God, it gives you expectation. And see, expectation is the third piece of the puzzle, which allows the power of God to be able to manifest because he needs hope, faith and as well as love to be able to manifest in order for him to do what it is he wants to do. Because many people hear the word, but they got no expectation. Glory to God. Many people heard the word, but they got no expectation. But when you get expectation that's joining together with that faith and that love, then an explosion will have opportunity to happen and the power of God will get a chance to be released into the midst of your life. 
He went to a man that ain't never walked a day in his life and said, rise and walk. Went to a man that ain't never walked a day in his life and said, rise and walk. Y'all read past that too fast. You got to stop and think about that one. Let's slow it down a little bit and think about it. What if you was there? What if that was you? What if you ain't never walked a day in your life? What if you've been stuck in a spot and haven't been able to move unless somebody else can help you move? What if your finances have been jacked up? You can't even find the ends to be able to meet them together. What if your relationship is tore up and to the point that y'all can't even look at one another without, you know, be wanting to go off on one another? What, 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 what would you do? And then he turns around and says, rise and walk. When I tell you, you could be a millionaire in a billionaire church. Tell that you two can love one another to the point that there's never any difficulties between you. You got a choice. Receive it or reject it. Accept it or deny it. Believe it or not believe it. Let's look at his mind for a minute. I, I mean, I'm just, just, I mean, he, he's a regular guy. Let's look at it. I know he might have been thinking in the back of his mind. I don't know if he came from my hood. He probably would have been thinking, what's this fool talking about? Rise and walk. I ain't never walked a day in my life. All I've ever known is crawling. All I know is being carried around. I was first carried around by my mom and daddy. Now I'm carried around by friends, so-called friends. I never walked. In fact, I had never even thought that I could possibly walk. Never even ran across my mind. Or if it did, it got wiped out with the fact that it never happened before and I never had the goods. So because of that, just forget about it. Just forget about it. But something about that word caused my man to respond properly, despite the circumstances, despite the fact that he never walked a day, despite the fact that he didn't have the goods and the abilities, despite all that. Something about that word caused him to be able to step out and do something about what God had said based upon what that said. Anybody want to know what that is? Turn back to Hebrews chapter four. Back to Hebrews chapter four. It's something about that word that gave him the ability to be able to do that. And this is the word that God's going to send to you. Because God's going to send, it's going to send a word to you. That's why he's got to slow him down and be able to do this thing right. So he's going to send a word that's going to get rid of your lame life and give you the mobility and the flexibility to be able to go into the things that he has in store for you. Hebrews 4, verse 12, for the word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Here it is right here. That word is sharper than any two-edged sword to the point that it pierces even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirits. Stop right there. This word is so powerful. It's so alive. That it is sharper than any two-edged sword, which means it's sharper than any surgical instrument you could ever find on this face of the earth. And it has the ability to pierce and divide asunder the soul and the spirit. Now, see, this piercing, word pierce means to penetrate. Everybody say penetrate. penetrate. Word pierce means to penetrate. And it denotes going inside of something. See, the word of God. In order for it to be effective and operative in the midst of your life, it needs to go inside. But what most folk do is because of their circumstances and situation, they keep it on the outside. Mm. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I hear you preaching. But this word has this ability. If, you're expect, if, you, if you can expect it to do something for you, it will come in and it will pierce and divide asunder. It'll penetrate past all that scab, all that hardness of heart. All that past, all those pains, all that other stuff that's calcified on the inside of you to be able to stop you from being able to even think that it can happen for you. This thing will pierce through that. It'll cut through, cut through it like a hot knife through butter. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope you're learning that our response to God's word is important. That is, if we're going to receive the things that God told us about in his word. 
I hope even more that you're becoming inspired to respond to God's word properly so that all that God wants to do for me and you can actually be received, lived out, and enjoyed by you and me. I hope you'll become more mindful to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best if you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed when you do. And speaking of coming through, I have something for all you Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all of the Christian business people and inspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.